Hello, you are listening to the Faith for Life Austin podcast. Thanks for joining us today. If you don't yet know Jesus, I'm so glad that you're listening and I pray that this message will empower you to give your life to Christ. If you're just starting out in your journey with Jesus, I hope this empowers you to connect with him. If you're strong in your connection in Christ, I believe this message will empower you to follow him. So enjoy today's podcast. Ooh, God is so good. Amen. God loves us with an everlasting love. A love that doesn't quit. A love that doesn't stop. A love that never grows tired. Amen. So that means that you can talk to God at 2 o'clock in the morning. He will say, see me in the morning. He ain't going to do that. <laughs> He's never too busy. Amen. Amen. So we've, we've been talking about the, we've been talking about faith, right? Because this is the love of God. He wants us to grab this. We've been talking about faith. So we're going to continue on today. And what we're going to talk about today is this, that faith requires courage. Faith requires courage. So what we're with this, what we're going to simply do is we're going to start with, we used this scripture before, um, you know, actually, let's just talk about, so what is faith? What, what is faith? I'm, I'm looking for you now. You've been sitting and, and you've been in your word and you've been letting Holy Ghost talk to you. What is faith? What is faith? Hmm? Confidence, right? Confidence, trust, belief, right? That, that's faith. Come on, it's okay. We can talk. <laughs> Amen. It's a title deed. That's right. Come on. You, you can even open your Bibles. This is an open book test. Amen. <laughs> yeah. So well, why am I asking these questions? Because what we're doing is, is causing your mind to connect those things, right? You want to be able to respond. See, we are a, a teaching ministry, so not only are we getting it for ourselves, but God wants to use us to share it with others. Amen? God's going to use you on your job. He's going to use you in your neighborhood. God will use you in your family. You know, that crazy cousin, God will use you amen, to bring about deliverance. Amen. Amen. So, so faith is confidence, trust, belief. We talked about uh, faith is making those things that's, uh, that's not a reality and making them a what? A reality, right? Faith is also the bridge that connects the supernatural with the what? All right, all right, yeah, yeah. Praise God. You get an A. Praise the Lord. <laughs> all right, so what we're going to do is we're going to go to uh, Hebrews chapter 10, and we're just going to look at verse 35, and we're going to read down to verse 39, and then we'll, we'll share from there. Let me get over there myself. Hey, hallelujah. So we're talking about, we're just talking about faith, confidence, trust, belief. We're talking about what God wants to do in and through us. And it's all done by faith. So it says here in verse 25, it says, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which have great recompense of award. For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. Come on, say that with me. The just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but unto them that believe to the saving of the soul. All right. So again, we talked about, again, we talked about cast once before as we read that, that, uh, that scripture. And that cast means to throw, Right means to eject, you know, it means to expel. That's what cast means. So there's some things that the Bible tells us to cast and some things that the Bible tells us not to cast, right? So what's something that God tells us to do? He told us to cast our care upon him for he cares for us. Think about it. Your care, your worry, your anxiety, your frustration, those things that, seems to nag you. He said, no, come on, cast the whole of your care. So not part of it. 
But the whole thing. So cast your care upon him. So that's what that cast means here. But this one says, cast not. Therefore, away your confidence. Now that word confidence, I want to pull this up here. In the Greek, it is parasia, which means all outspokenness. It means frankness, boldness. It means the absence of fear and boldly speaking. It means cheerful courage. See, one of the reasons why we want to take our time and, and look at words and, and find out what it is that what God is saying to us, because what God is saying, look, your boldness, don't throw it away. I don't know about you all, but I know that when I was an unbeliever, when I was in the world, I was bold about what I was doing. What, what about you? Were, were you? were you bold about what you were doing? I was quick to tell everybody my opinion, right? Because I was always right. What, what about you? I don't know if you, did, did you ever have that? Or, or, okay, maybe you know someone like that, you know, that, that they, they're, they're quick to tell you their opinion. They're blunt, they're bold, they're speaking it out. But see, the, the difference is they don't have the truth. What they're doing is they're spewing what they perceive to be truth, what they perceive to be good. Come on, we, we know when, when people cut you off, you know, well, not you, because, you know, I, I know how you people are. You're, you're great. You're, you, you have developed so that you don't, you don't lash out at people after when they cut you off, right? When people give, you don't, you don't, you're not the one that says, I'm going to give someone a piece of my mind. You're not that person, right? So that, that boldness, God says, keep this, keep this boldness. This boldness is needed as a believer, so he says, don't cast it away. Notice how what he finishes up with that. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. So this, this boldness, this all, all out frankly speaking, this speaking with such, with the absence of fear boldly, this will be of a great reward to you. Now, now you think about it. Something that has a great reward is something that is a great challenge. Right? So, okay, let, let's, let's, let's just take two, two occupations, all right? Let's take someone who, let's say someone who washes windows, all right? And let's say, let's take someone, let's say a doctor. Which one profession in learning is more challenging? Well, the doctor, right? So that's why he makes more money because the job is more challenging, right? It's not saying that the window washer is a lesser person or not needed or whatever the case. It's just saying that because of the challenge, there's a greater reward, right? Okay, well, well let's say this. Um, uh, someone who is an astronaut is considered to have high esteem. Why? Because it is very challenging to become an astronaut, right? But now some people are able to go up if you have enough money. But anyway, so, <laughs> but, but it's, it's more challenging, right? There's more things that you got to go through. It's more stress, more you got to learn, you got to know what to do. Because how many of you know, you don't want to be several thousand miles above the earth and say, oh, what's that like? <laughs> you know? So what's it, it's saying, so there is a reward for you keeping, maintaining, and holding your boldness. You're speaking boldly, but this says, with the absence of fear. So if it's with the absence of fear, what are you boldly speaking? You're speaking it with the presence of faith. See, what God will do a lot of times in his word is when you see something and it says, okay, it's, it's not this, what it's telling you is that is this. And sometimes when it's telling you is this, what it's telling you is it's not that. 
So that's why we want to take our time and, and really let the word of God speak to us. Really let Holy Spirit dissect and break down these things so we can get everything, we can squeeze all the, all the juice out of the orange. So I remember, they, they, have, they even have it now. I remember my grandmother, she would take an orange and, and cut it in half and they had these little things that you would, you would squeeze it and I don't know what it's called, uh, I don't know what it's, it's like a little cone and you put the orange juice, put the orange on and you squeeze it and, and turn it and turn it and turn it until all the juice comes out and that's how you got the orange juice. Well, see, what we want to do with, with God, we want to take that scripture and we want to, we want to squeeze it and, and turn it and squeeze it. And then when we think that we're done, we want to get another grip on it and squeeze it a little bit more. We want to get everything out of the word of God because everything in the word of God was specifically put there for us because God loves us. Amen. So God's not hiding his word, but he's actually opening it up to us. That is why he placed his spirit on the inside of us. So you know how, you know how there's like, a, there may be, a, you may be watching something and they say, well, we need a ledger to understand what's going on to this. Or they'll talk about the hieroglyphics in, in Egypt and they'll see pictures and they'll say, well, somebody, I need you to translate this for me. Well, see, Holy Spirit is the one who translates everything that God is saying, right? Because, you know, words can have different meanings, right? You can hear a word, like you can hear the word son. Well, okay, well, now, if you just hear the word son, you don't know if I'm talking about someone's descendant or if I'm talking about the planet, right? But, see, what Holy Ghost does is he now takes that and he deciphers it to you so you can know exactly what God is wants you to know what I love about it in scripture is it talks about it says these things are written so that you can know that you have eternal life that's what it talks about in, in 1 John 9 5 he wants you to know so since he wants you to know his son alright so he's saying I want you to know my word which means I want you to know the promises that I've laid up for you. But then what I need you to do is I need you to keep your, your, your frankness, your boldness, or what we would say today is your bluntness. So what's an example of that? Uh, we, you may have all heard the story of David and Goliath. You know, he, uh, you, you, you may not have read it, but you heard of it, right? And one of the things that happened was this huge guy, massive, would stand out before Israel and basically as when we, we grew up in my neighborhood, what they would say, they, he would punk out the whole army. All right, so this one guy would say, would basically just, just tell me, you're nothing. If you're a real man, come down here to me. So everyone, we're talking about, now think about it, the king is there, right? And he's been anointed as king, so there's an anointing, right? So then, not only that, but his personal soldiers are with him. Which means that these people have been trained in war. But they wouldn't go down and fight the man. So think about this. But David, hearing what he said, David had a problem with it. But if you notice David's response in this, in this story, his response wasn't, oh, you talking to me? Oh, I know you ain't talking to me. That wasn't his response. He said, how he's like, how dare you talk about the armies of God? So the focus was God. He said, oh, no, no, I'm not going to let you talk about my God like that. That's that all outspokenness. That's what the Bible's talking about. That speaking boldly with the absence of fear. See, as believers, one of the things that the Bible has told us is that we're going to suffer persecution. 
So if you are praying, Lord, I pray that I never get persecuted. That's a, that's a prayer that God is not going to answer. Okay, it's, I'm here to share with you that that's never going to be answered. Why? Because he tells you in his word that you will suffer persecution. Oh, I'm a Christian then. No, no, he, he, he didn't see you lose though. <laughs> come, come on, you got to finish reading the whole thing. You're going to suffer persecution. Things are going to happen. People are going to talk about you. Okay, show of hands. Has someone ever talked about you since you've been a believer? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Have you ever done something being nice for someone and then they turned around and talked about you since you've been a believer? Did someone not like you? They don't even know you, but they don't like you since you've been a believer. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. So let's, let's move past that, right? Let's move past I'm being persecuted, but let's also do this. Let's open our heart and have the right attitude, which is the be attitudes, the attitudes that we are to be having during that time frame, right? And see God work. Because see, ultimately what God wants is this. He wants to open that person's eyes to the truth because those who come against you are actually coming against God. So now when you get this, when you really get that revelation, you know what you do? When someone comes against you, Lord, I pray for them right now. Father, I ask that you give them mercy. Why? I'm just praying quickly because you're coming against God. And the same thing will happen to them, the, the same thing that happened with Goliath. His own sword cost him his head. So in other words, their own words, right, because their tongue is, is like a sword, it's going to wound them. Praise God, that was not out of my message, but that was so good. That's so good. So... So again, so the word of God is alive. So Thomas, so it's talking about that reward, talking about that, that, that all outspokenness. So then it says here, it says in verse 26, for you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God that you might receive the promise. For you have need of patience. You have need of endurance. Why do you have need of it? Because something is trying to stop you from staying in faith. Something's trying to stop you from having that all outspokenness, from having that frankness, from declaring it. Why? Because that's part of the five elements of faith, right? Okay, all right, so get ready here. Turn your notes. We, we, we're going to get another test, okay? Turn to your notes. What are the five elements of faith? If I, had a, if I had a gold sticker or a, or a scratch and sniff sticker, I would put it on your paper. I'm telling you. Praise God. That's right. It's hearing the word. For those who, who may be on us, join us for the first time, we're going to say it again so that you can write it down or you can put it in your phone. Why? So this is how you know that you're in faith. And the, the great thing about this is faith always works. Amen? All right, so we're going to say that again. So the first thing was what? Hearing. So the first thing you have to do is you have to hear the word. The next thing you have to do is what? Yeah, that's right. You got to receive it. You know, think about it. Receive it. You got to catch it. Receive it. The next thing you have to do is what? Believe it. Whoa, you are on fire. <laughs> Amen. So then what's after, what's after believing? We have to speak it. That's right. So that's what this is talking about. This all-out frankness, this boldness, this, this speaking boldly with the absence of fear. God says, God is saying through the Apostle Paul, keep this. Keep this. 
keep this. See, what the enemy wants to do, he wants to trick believers that what you do is you should just sit there and be quiet and you should take whatever happens to you. Well, see, there's times when you need to stand up in your house and say, peace. Praise the Lord. See, you need to declare some things. You need to keep this. This is part of your arsenal which you are to have, which you are to declare, which you are to exercise daily. See, as believers, something we are, God wants us to do is to confess the word. See, Jesus is called the high priest of our profession. Now, if when you look that up in the Greek, it actually means confession. So that simply means this. When you declare it, Jesus makes, he, he said, yes, that's good. He puts his stamp of approval on it and it works. So that means that in the morning, I want to encourage you to do, I want you to encourage you to, as you're reading and, and studying the Bible and you find a good promise of God, which they're all good, so side note, just to let you know that. Write it down on a sheet of paper. Type it on your phone. Do something to put all those promises together and when you wake up in the morning, begin to declare them. With all, <laughs> with frankness and with boldness, with the, speaking boldly with the absence of fear, begin to declare it so God can let that be at work in your life. I shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Jesus can work with that. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, help me, somebody help me. Oh, I feel it in my back, my back. Oh, he, he can't do it. Jesus can't do nothing with that. He can't do Give him something to work with. It's like... It's like building a house saying, okay, I'm going to supply all, this, I'm gonna supply all the materials for the, for the house so the, the builders are there and then they're showing up every day and it's like, they're just sitting down. You didn't give them anything to work with. You didn't give them any materials. You didn't give them any, any, you didn't give them anything. They already have the tools. They already have the wisdom. They know how to make it happen, but the material's not there. So what we want to do is we want to give our high priest who is a faithful high priest, which means he's trustworthy and he's always on the job. But we got to give him something to work with. Father, I thank you that I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. And my going out and my coming in is covered as well. I decree that every time I come up against an issue that your anointing is there and I have the very wisdom of God for it. Come on, let's take a moment. Just, just do it right now. Is, is this something you need? Let's See, we're a participation type of place. This is, this is a place you can actually work, do the work. It's okay for you to talk. So let's just take a moment. Is there something that you need to say? Is there something that you need to declare right now? Is there some peace maybe you need for yourself or for your home? Maybe you need a job. Maybe you need a better job. See, the word of God says, promotion comes not from the east or the west or the north or the south, but from above. So if, if it seems like you're, your boss, you're doing everything that you're supposed to do, you're meeting all your standards, but they just don't want you to go above, then what you need to do is to say, Father, I thank you that promotion comes from above. Let's take a moment and declare the word of God. I thank you my family is blessed. My children are blessed. My children's children are blessed. My children's children's children are blessed. And they shall follow you all the days of their life. I declare peace in my school. Come on, begin, begin to, come on, take a moment. Just let's. We're going we're gonna to pause this. We're going to pause the message right here. We can get back after these announcements. But it's time for you to make the announcement. It's time for you to give him some tools. I mean, give him some, some material to work with. What do you need? 
I thank you I got the joy of the Lord. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. I thank you that you are with me. You never leave me nor forsake me. Come on, take a moment to speak. Where's your boldness? Where's your all-out frankness? See, because if you can't do it here around other believers who's doing the same thing, you don't have a chance out there. Come on, open up your mouth. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. The, the Spirit of God wants you to speak. Give me something to work with. See, all our, fr all our frankness is in, yes, Lord, I believe. You didn't speak like that when you were in the world. You didn't speak like that when you cursed in the world. And you meant that when you did that. So how, why, why won't you say the blessing of the Lord with everything you got? Now, I'm not talking to y'all. I'm just talking. I'm just talking. All right? All right? So that, but what I, am, what I am saying is, take this moment. I thank you, Father God, that my bank account is blessed. I thank you, Father God, that favor goes before me. I thank you, Lord God, that favor encompasses me as a shield. I thank you, Father God, that my eyesight does not, does not dim. I thank you, Father God, that I have strength. My strength is renewed like the eagle. I thank you, Father God, that there arises wisdom to me in my time of need. I thank you, Father God, that I am anointed. I am anointed. I am anointed with the burden removing, yoke destroying power of God. I am anointed. Every time something comes up against me, it's hit with the anointing. And the anointing, it breaks the, oh yes, it breaks it. It removes the burdens and destroys the yoke. The anointing does it. The anointing does it. Hallelujah. I hear your voice. I hear your voice in the voice of a stranger. I'll not follow. I hear your voice. I'm super sensitive to you. You said my sheep hear my voice and the voice of a stranger. They'll not follow you. I am your sheep. Therefore, I hear you. I hear you crystal clear. Oh, glory to God. Woo. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Unpause. Okay, we're good now. <laughs> so now, so this is what we're talking about. This all out spokenness. This, this, <laughs> woo, okay, praise God. I got to get back here. So now, so now it says, it says, in Af now it says, verse 26. Let's read there, verse 26. For you have need of patience for that after you've done the will of God. 36, thank you, thank you. What, I don't know what I said, 36. After you've done the will of God. So what is the Bible assuming that you're doing? The will of God. <laughs> All right, come on. It's assuming a believer is doing the will of God. Woo, come on, that's, wow. <laughs> yeah, I believe, so since the Bible makes, says, okay, this is already true, a believer does the will of God. So that means that a believer can know the will of God. You can know the will of God in every situation. You can know the will. What, is, what is God's will concerning this? What is God's will concerning? Maybe you're dealing with a sickness or disease. What, what is God's will towards this? Maybe you're dealing with some type of struggle. What is God's will towards this? God is not hiding anything. So the moment that you find out is the moment that you can get in faith. The moment you find out the will of God is the moment you can get in faith and the moment that you get in faith, victory is certain. Victory is certain. Victory is certain. It's a done deal. It's not a possibility. It's a certainty. Amen. Praise God. Ooh, hallelujah. That is so good. So after you've done the will of God, that means that you have to put action to 
this revelation now. So what's the will of God? Let's, let's, let's just keep it playing. Let's say we got some, some new believers. Let's, let's, let's help them out, family, right? If you got a new believer, what's the will of God? The first thing is, yes, the, the will of God is the word of God. That's, so that's what it's talking about. So if you want to know his will, this is his will, the Bible. You know, like when a person dies, it says will and testament. Well, the Bible is Jesus, is God's will and testament, right? This is what he has left for you, right? Not something you have to achieve, but what is already left for you. So come on. So, you know, there's a, there's a difference when you have, say, like the Rockefeller, John D. Rockefeller. How many of you know his, his kids didn't have to work? Right? <laughs> they didn't have to work for money, right? Because they had an inheritance, right? What did they have to do, though? They had to receive. And what else did they have to do? They had to read the will. Because if they didn't read the will, some, I guess somebody would say, oh, no, you didn't get nothing. Mm, no, no, you, don't even, you don't even have to come. Don't, you don't even have to come. You just stay, stay at home. You don't need it. So you got to read the will to know what, what he willed to you. And he loved you so much that he wrote the will and died. Because as long as he is alive, it's his and not yours. So he purposely died to give it to you. <laughs> oh, come on. That's love there. Tell me what love got to do with that. Oh, love got everything to do with that. <laughs> love got everything to do with that. He died to make sure that you would have it. Praise God. Woo, thank you, Father. Okay, so, so now to do the will, it says, and what's the hope? It said that you might receive the promise. All right? So all this is being done so that you can receive the promise. So your, your frankness, your all outspokenness has to do with you receiving the promise. So if you haven't been receiving your promise, could it be you haven't been speaking? that you haven't been speaking boldly, that you haven't been speaking frankly, that you haven't been speaking with the absence of fear. And we remember, we're talking about the, when the Bible says something, it says something else. So not only with the absence of fear, but with the presence of faith. We're just working this thing on home, right? Whew, praise God. And it says, uh, for yet a little while, and he, and he that shall come will come and not tarry. Now, the just shall live by faith. Let's say that again. Now, the just shall live by faith. Let's, let's put the word now on there now. Okay, say, so now, the just shall live by faith. Well, why did I put that word now on there? Because if you weren't living by faith before that, you just made a declare, a declaration with all our boldness and frankness with the absence of fear that now I'm living by faith. And that's what I love about God. See, he is so good so that if you make the decisions like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do what you said. You can have 50 years of mess up, 50 years of everything opposite of what he said, but you say, now I'm going to do this. He said, okay. <laughs> Come on, I, I love that. He just says, okay. It's turned around that quick. Well, see, Remember now, we are Christians, we are Christ-like, we have his character and his nature. So that means now, if someone asks us for forgiveness, oh yeah, yeah, this is all connected. <laughs> if someone asks us for forgiveness, we need to be just like Jesus and quickly turned around as if that hadn't happened. 
Now, I'm not saying don't put yourself in a bad situation now. If someone's physically hurting you or something like that, I'm not saying that, but you still can walk in forgiveness. You can still forgive. Now, we are to be wise. And there's not, I forgive you, but I can't forget. No, 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 no. That's, that, that, that don't even work. That, that don't even work. So we are to forgive just like Jesus. Now, the reason he tells us to forgive like him is because he's graced us to do so. And honestly, he talks about actually in, in Mark chapter chapter 11 that when you're giving your tithes, when, you, when you're giving your offering, when you, you're bringing money to present to God to honor him, and you got a problem with your brother, he said, sit it down, don't even give it, go deal with it, then come back, and now you can present it. Think about how serious he is about this forgiveness. You are truly hurting yourself when you don't forgive. Because guess what? The other person's not thinking about it. Let <laughs> I me mean, think about it. So if, if you don't like somebody, just, let's just say this, you BC before you know Christ, okay? Let's just say you don't like somebody and then they tell you, well, I don't like you. You're like, well, it really don't matter because I don't like you anyway. I mean, right? It, 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 it don't affect you, right? It, 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 don't, it don't affect you. So, so why let this hatred build up in you for that person because you want to get them back and when you build up this unforgiveness and this strife, all of a sudden, you get sick. You're getting sick. They having fun and going on vacation. Now you, you got to stay home from work. And now you're missing days. And now your check getting short. You got ailments in your body. Then you got to go to the doctor and pay bills. And then, so it's a, it's a hole. It's, it's, you're just going further in the hole. God doesn't want you to go down. He wants you to go up. That's the whole reason Jesus came. He went down so you can go up. Glory. And not just to heaven, but positionally. Positionally. He went down so that you can be royalty. He went down so that you can be royalty. Now, I don't know of any kings that's like, is it okay if I get some water? I don't know any kings like that. The, the kings I know and, and, and the kings I've seen and the kings I read about, it talks about that they say stuff and stuff happens. Right? They, they say stuff and it happens. Well, the Bible says that believers, that they shall decree a thing and it shall be established. Woo! So what are you declaring? Come on, let's take a moment right now. Let's decrease some things right quick right now. Father, I thank you for the truth of your word. I am who you say I am. I'm your son. I do what you say. Everything I put my hands to, it prospers. It's productive. It increases. It expands. Everywhere the soles of my feet tread, that place you've given unto me. So Father, you've given me my home, my block, my community, my, my, my county, my state, my nation, and the whole world. world. Wow. Isn't, isn't Texas part of the whole world? 
So that means I can decree some things. See, there's things going on around this world that, that we don't necessarily hear about. Are you aware that this is some sobering things now? This year, since, I'm talking about since 2021, that there's been over 3,400 Christians killed in Nigeria. Are you aware of that? See, that's why God needs us to decree some things. It doesn't matter that you're not there. But Jesus said, I need somebody to give me something I can work with. The other thing about that is too, is sometimes, it says we don't know how to pray for things as we are. Well, why is it that we don't know? Because before I told you, you didn't know about that was happening, did you? Well, it doesn't, doesn't make you bad that you didn't know that that was happening. But see, what, what God is doing is God has given his children a gift. See, the moment that you come into the kingdom of God, you are presented a gift. You come into the family, he says, ah, okay, I have a gift for you. And my gift is my spirit moving on the inside of you. That's my gift. I'm going to live inside of you. And he gives us the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the Bible evidence in speaking in other tongues. See, we don't have to know it in our head, but praying in tongues is simply the Spirit of God using our vocal cords and voice box to pray out his perfect will concerning a matter so our head doesn't have to be involved which means that he is not now limited to what you know and what you understand. But by the same token, when you're in need, he can have someone praying for you who doesn't know you and don't know your situation. So praying in, the, in, in tongues is a precious, precious, precious gift. The spirit, the, the word God calls it the, the earnest, it, it's the down payment of the spirit. In other words, he's saying, you know, when you buy a house, they say you have to put earnest money down. In other words, say, look, I'm going to buy this house and to prove to you that I'm for real, I'm going to give you some money. Now, if you're going to buy a house, you're not going to put down and sign a legal contract you're not going to put down $50,000 of your hard-earned money if you are not serious about continuing this contract, would you? No. <laughs> the whole reason I'm putting this down is because I plan to do it. Because by not doing it, what happens is you lose it. So God has given unto us the earnest of the Spirit, the down payment of, what, of, 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 your, of, your, of your everything. The down payment of, yes, when you know that you can know that you know that you know that everything that I said to you is true and that, yes, you'll be going to heaven. Now, let me say this to you. If you don't pray in tongues, it does not mean that you're not going to heaven. Okay, so I just want to make that plain because we have some, you know, we have some people who are new to you know, new to the word of God. And we're excited that they're hearing part of us. But it's like this. Why ride the bus when you can roll in the Bentley? <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. A bus is nice. But how many know a Bentley is better? <laughs> I'll take that. SUV or car, whichever one you like. <laughs> so what God wants to do is he, he, he's allowing us to speak. Oh, matter of fact, ah, that's part of your all-out boldness with the absence of fear. See, it says that he who, mm, let's go to Jude, Jude 20. 
Let's go to Jude 20. Let's just get over there. We're just going to read it. Praise the Lord. Woo, God is good. A lot of this is not what I plan to say, but the Holy Ghost had his way. Amen. He's having his way. Come on, we are a we are supernatural ministry doing supernatural things, being led by a supernatural God. Amen? Amen. So he knows exactly what it is that we need. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me get over here. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm looking to... Jude 20. Ah, okay. Jude 20. We have that on the screen, please, as well. Jude 20. And it says, but ye, beloved. So notice who he's talking to. Jude 20. He says, but you, beloved. So he's talking to his beloved. Get that, his beloved. But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Verse 21, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. So it says that when you pray in the Holy Ghost, that you build yourself up on your most holy faith. Your most holy faith is not just your faith, but this is the most holy faith. Or let me say it this way. This is your purest faith. That's why you want to receive this gift because this is the most purest faith that you can operate in. And what do we say? Faith equals victory. So it talks about you holding your all-out frankness, your all-out boldness, your speaking boldly with the absence of fear. This is, this is exactly that. Amen? So I just want to let you know, hey, if, if you haven't received, that's okay. You can come down at the end of the service. You'll, we'll show you the word of God. You'll receive, and you'll have it just like that. It's just that easy. Okay, so, all right. So let me ask you this simple illustration. You'll grab it. Which is easier? To give your own child a gift or to adopt a child? Which is easier? Give your own child a gift, right? So the only requirement, the only prerequisite to receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the Bible evidence and speaking other tongues is simply accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's the only requirement. Now, remember, this does not stop you from going to heaven. But why ride the bus? you can drive a Benz. Bentley. Come on. Amen? All right. Praise God. All right. Praise the Lord. I didn't... Okay. All right. So we'll just, we'll seem like we'll just finish here. Okay. All right. So let's get here to, that's not it. Okay. Hebrews. Let's go back to Hebrews. Hebrews and we'll take verse 38. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38 uh, yeah 38 yet a little um, but now the just shall live by faith but if any man shall draw back my soul shall have no pleasure in him so that's why we're saying that faith requires courage because the enemy will try to bring pressure He'll try to do everything he can, bring affliction, persecution, all these different things for the purpose to cause you to draw back. 
to shrink back or to cower back. Now remember what we talked about in the love connection. We talked about in 1 John chapter 4 that you have overcome him, little children. And remember, little children, that's talking about just because the moment you get born again, you're an overcomer. Remember we talked about that? See, see, that's what I love about Jesus. You're walking this way, you're fighting against God, you're doing all these different things, and then you accept Jesus, which means you turn around, and Jesus said, you're an overcomer. It's like, come on. This is a great life. This is a great life. Amen? So we won't draw back. He says, my soul have no pressure in it. And then it says, verse 39, but we are not of them. We're not those people who draw back. We're not those people that shrink back. We're, we're not those people. What, what type of people are we? It says that we are not those who draw back unto perdition, which is destruction or ruin. Now, that word ruin, think about it this way. So I had a... a if you've ever been to, say like, a, say, like an old Mayan temple or site or something like that, the only thing is left, they call it a ruin, right? The reason they call it a ruin because that's the only thing left. There's nothing else. He said a believer drawing back is like going to ruin, like you becoming a ruin, your life becoming a ruin. Your life becoming a ruin physically, Emotionally, financially, socially, you, the end is ruin. That's why God doesn't want you to, to shrink back, but to hold fast to this all-out frankness, to hold fast to this boldness, to hold fast to this declaration because you allow him to do work. How many of you want to allow him to do work in your life? How many of you got some things that he can work on? Come on, he, 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 we all have something he can work on in us, right? Remember what he said to the, to the rich young ruler that we talked about? He said, you got this one thing. I would be happy if I had this one thing. But he has, he's working on all of us. And he's good. Well, if you enjoyed today's podcast, there's a couple things I would love for you to do. Subscribe rate and review this podcast you can also invest in helping us empower others to follow jesus by texting any dollar amount to 512-520-0185 thanks again for joining us today on the faithful life austin podcast